0: From the backwoods and the swamp waters of the Sunshine State, and all across America and the world, this is The Big and Wild Outdoors, with your host, Braden Gunn, Jonathan
1: Swindle, and Glenn Kinman. Good morning, everybody. Welcome into The Big and Wild Outdoors on a... Uh kind of a cool, rainy, stormy, strange Breezy. Saturday morning. Wait, I heard a strange voice off in the distance. Well, it must have been a fake. Yeah, it is I, don't, I don't hear it anymore.
0: It is the end what? of turkey what? season.
1: Oh, look. Oh. <laughs> Who in the world over in the dark corner of the studio would have ever thought that there sits Bill George. Uh, I
0: come back. To get my chair.
1: Oh, is that what it was? Or yeah. I thought maybe you left something behind, maybe a glass of tea or something. But uh, Bill no.
0: George is back. Yay. I was out at the uh, fishing tournament the other day or the fishing derby. That doesn't mean anything to us.
1: No. Uh, he was, he's back. Uh, also, Dean, Dean Frazier, is good also morning. in the studio this morning.
2: Good morning. Good morning. Uh, a little chilly.
1: Now that the uh, federal government has been involved and uh, Michael's been upgraded to a category five. I love how they say, what is it, post, uh, what do they say, posthumously. Because I guess the hurricane is dead, but its aftermath is still around. So posthumously, Hurricane Michael has been upgraded to a Category 5, which means that there'll be more federal funds released now for the folks up there in Bay County, up there in Mexico Beach. And uh, that means that uh, Jonathan Swindle will probably be up there, uh, getting some cheaper gas, so he can get up there and start chainsawing <laughs> even more stuff up there. Get my federal grant, Something. and I get up there and rah, rah, start I was about chopping to say, everything. I'm surprised up.
2: they even came up and said anything else about it because I haven't heard anything about it.
1: In- Isn't that strange? You know why? I guess because we didn't have hundreds of people trapped on roofs, and you know, President Butch is a racist and all the other stuff on national television. It, you know, didn't get the same hoopla as yeah, uh, people Katrina. Are
2: t- people are talking about it and like yeah we're basically forgotten no one has said anything nope. and it's it's sad because you know I, as much as i'd like to go and do something about it it's just like i know uh, like the, we have other storms over the past couple of years that have completely decimated an area just like that But because they're bigger population bases or whatever, like Andrew, yeah, like Andrew or that Harvey or any of those other ones. But Mexico City Beach was
1: completely
2: destroyed. And then it's just like, okay, a couple weeks and we're just going to move on.
1: You know what? They actually said that most of the federal funds are going to be used to clean up all the brush piles and all the stuff that's still up there you, you say th- it was
0: completely destroyed some people will say it was renewed back to its original state oh that is true ah you know gotcha. the, the,
1: the people who uh fight for the rights of coyotes because you know the, the <laughs> beach was there first and you moved in there that that's your own fault for being there so uh. i
2: think i think about uh where we're positioned here in pinellas and what irma was supposed to do to us and it, you think about it, and uh, yeah, um, I think a lot of people would enjoy uh, Category Five hitting Pinellas in that re- aspect. Not oh, sure, that, there yeah. are people
1: who live here that are waiting every day for that to happen. I mean, uh, uh, you know, I don't know. I think it's a bad thing, and I wouldn't want to have to go through it. So, uh, oh yeah,
2: I'm not. I'm not condoning hurricanes hitting places, but you know,
1: no, it's not. Good, <laughs> it's not good. So anyway. Long story short, Jonathan is still up there. Uh, he's going to be up around Bluntstown, up there doing some stuff today. And Glenn is out. Boy, I tell you what, he's going to be feeling the passion of the Christ tonight because uh, you know every year out at Countryside Baptist Church, uh, Glenn is the uh, he's one of the guys up there on the cross. He actually does. They do the Passion there at, at the church, and they do it outside. You've been there. You've been there yes. for the Wild Game Dinner. You know the Cades out there all year round, yeah. and then. And uh, every year, God bless him, you know, Glenn uh, puts on his little diaper thing, and they uh, they nail him to the cross up there. And uh, with the temperatures that are going to be happening tonight, woo, it's not going to be fun.
0: He'll need a smaller cloth.
1: <laughs> yeah, it'll, it'll, be the, it'll, it'll be the first time that, that the thief is up there with an overcoat on, I think, or a ski jacket. Ooh. But uh, God bless him for that. Uh, he's, he did it last night, and of course he'll do it again tonight. So... Um, he's probably recovering from that, and so we'll we'll hopefully be, have him next weekend. Um, I don't know. We'll see. Well, next weekend,
0: uh, what, we have the clay shoot uh, next Saturday.
1: Yeah, and uh, are you going to shoot in that or not? Are you going to well, be— Well, I may uh, have
0: to borrow—I mean, from what I was seeing is uh, if Carlos isn't shooting, I may have to find me another gun.
1: Well, I think that uh, because I got pulled over to the G5 team— uh, for G5, I think that uh, Big Doug's coming in, uh, Glenn, and I yeah. think Smith, and somebody else is uh, taking Glenn. over. Glenn, Is it Glenn? Glenn? I said Glenn. Glenn, Doug, uh, Smith. And
0: myself. That's four. Oh, and then you? Yeah.
1: With no gun? That's going to be pretty well, interesting. What are you going to do? Usually, Throw rocks?
0: Uh, usually, I take a lot of pride in beating Carlos
1: with his own gun, you know? Oh, man. So Why would you do that? Well, anyway... <laughs> We'll have to see. So next weekend we'll be broadcasting out there, and I would rather have this weather next weekend than this weekend because uh, it'd be nice to have. Those it nice clay cool. pigeons
0: are hard enough to hit to begin with, and if you put a little bit of wind in there bucking them around i would sure. think that that might make it interesting
1: it'd be like real dove hunting You put that 20 mile an hour tailwind <laughs> on him man It'd be like wow this is really like she knows this is awesome they go by like that uh, one
0: that comes from away towards you all of a sudden gets halfway and goes back
1: <laughs> oh yeah starts to flutter <laughs> up and down that would be awesome uh yeah so next weekend we'll be out there and if you uh would like to shoot with us uh you can go to trinity sportsman and uh You can get a hold of them that way, and uh, it'll be a good time. It's always good. They have a good feed out there. They always have good stuff out there. I saw Dennis Pulaski last week, and we talked a little bit, and they got a great uh, bunch of stuff they're going to be raffling off and giving away. So even if you don't want to shoot, you can always just come out and enjoy a great day out there and maybe throw in a few bucks in the bucket, get yourself some raffle tickets kind of thing, and uh, win yourself some nice, fabulous prizes, including – some very nice firearms that are going to be given away out there, too. So, we'll give you more information on it as it comes across the desk next Saturday. Is that all right with you, Bill? Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: No, I was looking.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, you and that iPad. You know, you remind me of my nine-year-old. Well, was Isn't looking. that right, honey? Is that what you want to do? Huh?
0: I was looking to see huh? if we had a link on our webpage to trinity sportsman and i'm not seeing it
1: oh that's because the web guy's been out at uh, turkey camp for about uh, we, we five months we do have a
0: link to fishhawk sporting clays i think
1: yes we do and then they have an events page there and it'll be right there on there and it'll give you more information on it so it'll be good so uh, you mentioned it earlier. Is uh, turkey camp, I guess, is officially done, dead, gone, over?
0: I, I have one pop up. I got to pull out of the woods tomorrow. Is the last day of turkey season here in the state of Florida? That's true. Um, so I, I got. I'll be still going out and hunt. I'll have uh, what I consider the most beautiful sunrise service there is, sitting out there in the woods and uh, watching that sun come up and. The whole world come alive. It's
1: going to be a little blustery tomorrow for you out there. No, if I thought to be it was out.
0: supposed to calm down on Sunday.
1: No, it's supposed to be uh, actually the uh there's more coming down. It was everybody was anticipating this big you know front uh, line that's coming through is just going to completely wipe out you know the west coast of Florida. <laughs> <laughs> well, at least that's what we all thought. I mean, well, it, the funny and,
0: thing uh, is that. I was laughing at it and telling everybody at work it's freaking going to rain for an hour, you know? Yeah, and it did. And it gets windy. Well, there was a bolt of lightning come out of the sky and just blew something up by my work yesterday. <laughs> just and a little were, reminder. We were out of, <laughs> we were out of power for a couple hours. And as an IT guy, that's not a good day. Yeah, uh, that is I true. I
2: think so. I was, uh, uh, last time we had a front like that was, I believe it was late October, early November. It was the one where those tornadoes came through. Right. Exact same type came from the Gulf, came in really quick. Came and all the way, way from California, yeah.
1: dude. This really? Like, yeah, this one. Oh dude. wow.
2: Well, th- when they said when they were talking about this and doing, you know, had the tornado watch, I was assuming it was going to be like that one because that one was bad for like an like, that one was really bad.
1: Yeah, it flooded pretty good. Yeah, on and, that but
2: one. when it, this one came through. As I said, I was driving when it actually started raining. I was driving on two seventy five, almost got in an accident because someone slammed on their brakes when a little bit of a drizzle came down and turned on the
1: emergency brakes. Exactly. uh, Okay, but
2: it was you know it was gloomy and rained hard for a couple minutes, and then it was bright and sunny like an hour and a half later, and everyone was going back to the beach.
1: It came through over in waves in the central part over by G five. It was like. You could hear it hit the roof and you look out and it just wind blowing everywhere, whipping all that stuff and then whoop, it was over. Yep. Then about ten minutes later <laughs> again and yeah. it was and it was over. And then next thing you know, you walk out and it's nice and cool and you're like this is awesome. Yeah. This is great. I, I love was in,
0: this. I was in downtown Winter Haven, went to go get something out of my car. That wind was coming right down Central Avenue. When I opened up the door to blew get up something your out, skirt. It, about, no, <laughs> it about blew my car door on the flat on the other side of the car. I mean, it opened it hard. Well, I
1: know that uh, this past week I went out and uh, me and the kids, we did some fishing out with Captain Kevin Little. I uh, will tell you a little more about it, but uh, he had a big, giant corporate a uh, charter set for yesterday. Uh, not only him, but about uh, five other captains. I think it was like 40 people in all that were supposed to be out on boats uh, fishing together. It was like a little corporate retreat type thing. Yeah, that got canceled till November. He was like, man, I'm expecting uh, it's going to be horrible out here tomorrow. And inshore guys, they had it tough. But offshore guys, uh, talking to a couple of captains, even on Thursday, they were out there and it was kind of choppy for for some of them some yeah. of the guys you know with bigger boats they could handle it and they said the kingfish weren't biting very good, but they had some good spots where there were some tarpon being located, so that's a good thing.
0: It, it's it's not about being able to handle it. It's not how much you can take. It's, it's is it enjoyable?
1: Well, that's even when, when you got captains saying that, you know, their their mate was hanging over the side, you know, <laughs> you know, you kind of go, yeah, I'm sure your clients enjoyed the heck out of that day.
2: It's at least, at least they were a little bit smarter than that uh, group of 16 people on that 20-foot pontoon
1: boat. Are you kidding me? I mean seriously, I don't know where that idea came from. I yeah. mean, let's just take this offshore. Let's just go out here and, uh, you yeah. know, cuz we're, you know, we're only a foot and a half off the water anyway. <laughs> so, this will be great, you know. Uh, you got to remember a 2 foot, 3 foot chop in that is coming over the sides. And that is not a good time. All right, well, we got to take a break. We'll talk more about it when we come back. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by the good folks out at G5 Feeding Outdoors and, of course, our lovely folks out at Brandon Ford. Welcome back, everybody. Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden, Dean, and uh, Bill George. And uh, look who decided to show up. Little
3: Bart, little Barty decided what? to come what? on in
1: and come flustering on in. Get them headphones in there,
3: boy. I got them in. I got them in good. Uh, no, I was just uh, you know taking my time, oh, sure, driving across over. the Howard Franklin and yeah, watching sure. that beautiful moon set. It's actually pretty awesome, man. Speaking of
1: weather, uh, today we're looking at around uh, 70 degrees, 66 for the low. It looks like it's going to be partly cloudy. And of course, it's going to be kind of windy. Yeah, windy. A little bit. I went out to uh, our uh, bigandwild.com, and uh, right there on the front page, we do have the uh, little weather dealio going on there. I'm looking at the wind right now, and that wheel's spinning pretty fast. It says it's a 5.7-mile-per-hour wind, but also gusts of around 37 to 24 and uh, 12 along the West Coast here. So if you're planning on going out, I'm going to go ahead and just go out on a limb here and say small craft advisory, in effect. Oh, Definitely. And, uh, you know, whenever you hear words like 24 and 36, eh, that means you're going to get some pretty good little, uh, you know, coming across there. Uh, But before the break, uh, what was it, 13 or 16? What was the official number? It was officially
2: 13, not 16. Officially
1: 13 people out on the uh, pontoon boat down there around the Enclode River uh, exit there. And uh, not a good idea to be. Out there no,
2: not that. enough life jackets and uh it didn't it looked pretty bad in the video, you know the Pasco county sheriffs uh went out and I guess rescued them and and uh, there was a, another boat that went by and threw them some life jackets and I guess must have called it in or something, but it did not look like it was nice boating weather at all.
1: you know what when you get onto a twenty foot pontoon boat, there's a lot of room on that sucker, man you look around there and you go, man, this would be awesome for a party boat. But when you put 13 to 16 people on it, it gets crowded real quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you don't, you don't yeah. realize just how much yeah. room one human being actually takes up, and uh, especially when they're moving around. Uh, Where's cooler at? I back mean, in the back. Oh, man. <laughs> gotta, All it
3: takes is one dolphin, and everybody runs to the other side. And the next thing <laughs> you know, man, you know the wave comes over. You're flipped.
1: You know what? Putting it in perspective, you're probably right, because yep. you get uh, 13 to 15 people on one side going, where'd he go? Where is it? I don't <laughs> see it. It's right there. Oh, <laughs> boom.
3: I didn't even foot, think of it that way. 20-foot uh. capsized
1: over here on the side. You know what? Speaking of dolphins, a very funny thing happened uh, this past week. We were out at uh, Bard and Dean and I, and a few other people were out at the uh, Harbor Master down at uh, Bay Pines Marina. And by the way, if you haven't been there, uh, the little... Um, Tiki Bar and Grill there, great place to sit down, relax, have uh, some shrimp. Or I mean, they had uh, grilled uh, red snapper this past week that was fabulous, by the way. Um, my son was down there, and he was tossing a plug over there, seeing if he could maybe drag a snook out of there. And I was standing there next to him. And all of a sudden, about maybe 25, 30 feet off the dock, you hear this. <laughs> and B went straight up in the air and was like, What
3: was that? <laughs>
1: and I said, Well, wait a minute. That wasn't a dolphin. He didn't roll. And it was dark. You know, it was kind of getting a little dark, so he couldn't see. And I'm looking, and all of a sudden, I see this little hump come up, and all of a sudden, it does it again. And he jumped again. He's like, What is that? <laughs> I said, It's a big old manatee man sitting right there. He's sitting there taking a nap, I'm sure, getting ready to take one. I've never heard of a manatee like that. That, that sounds like a whale. Yeah. Scared the crud out of me, man! I said, "You know what? You haven't lived till uh, you experience the um, the joy of sneaking into a pod of sleeping uh, manatees early in the morning, and then uh, they wake up simultaneously, yeah. <laughs> and the world explodes around you while you're wade fishing, and you can do nothing but go." ah!
2: <laughs> I, I was about to say the same thing. I was I was kayaking, and I was off of a flat off of Fort Desoto. And same thing coming up, just paddling really early in the morning, sun's just coming up, and then all of a sudden, they're five feet away from me. The water disappeared. The freaking tail on that thing went down so quick that literally you could see the bottom and just in air. It it's amazing that. how much water they can move, and they yeah. move quick when they do that i was like how in the world can this you know 800 pound animal move 30 miles an hour in like one tail swipe Uh, oh it
1: needs to move
3: it needs to move
1: (laughs) they and you know what i it's it's like sharks we always talk about it you know when you when you watch those uh, nature shows or anything, and you have the French guy in the back going, "The majestic tiger shark as he swims <laughs> and swims around, and he's looking for his food for his family," and all. and uh, you know you're like, "Oh, look, sharks move they really slow." And Then you go, "You want to see sharks move at the regular speed? Go down to Boca Grande and hook a tarpon." Yeah. Then you kind of go, "Wow." Those things look like piranhas. <laughs> I oh, mean, they man. move like piranhas.
2: You wouldn't think an animal, you know, a hammerhead especially, moving around with that giant thing can turn the way they do as well.
1: Instantaneously. Yeah. On themselves, like, thweep, 180, right onto their own tails. But I always thought that was funny that manatees, the same thing, everybody sees them, you know, they're in Crystal Springs or Rainbow River, and they're like, oh, look, the majestic, gentle giant. yeah. Go spook one sometime. Yeah, seriously. And it's like you know what? It's the running of the bulls. Oh man, I've had them. I've had
3: them. I've had them come creep up on me. And you're looking in the that water, and you're going, "What is that? What, what are you doing? What, what is that? Back up, back up." Well,
1: you have to go. You have to kind of go through your mind. What moves at that speed? Okay, it's not a shark. It's not a bull shark. He's not moving very fast. He's not coming to eat me. What? Oh, it's a manatee.
3: Yeah, the whole time you're backing up.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I, the best one I swear was uh, my wife was sitting on the rocks over by Gandhi, and uh, she was talking to me and not paying attention. And all of a sudden, some touch your foot. Yeah, <laughs> and she looked down, and here's this baby manatee just walked, swam right up, went, boop, like muzzled her right on her foot. And her mother, about nine foot long, yeah. right next to her, going, "Hey, don't mess with that human. Back up out of here. <laughs> don't mess with the humans. Let's go." And uh, she was like, "Oh my gosh, she's right there!" I mean, you could literally, you know, reach out and mm. touch the thing. Uh, but anyway, that was his first experience with it, and uh, one that he will be scarred for life.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: You know, because uh, now I said, "Well, now you know, no, you know, so don't freak out when you hear that weird noise off in the distance."
3: Yeah, it's, a, it's, a, it's the Florida yeah. sea whale. Yeah,
0: yeah we ca- we came close to uh, harpooning one during alligator season because <laughs> you know. A, a lot of times we see alligators that we, we harpoon them and we've never seen them. Well, all of a sudden, you're driving along in the upper St. John's area, and there's a big swell going, and you swear it's a big old alligator running out for deep water, and you Eat come in behind it, and it pops up just in time. <laughs> to <Not> get harpooned. Wait, 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 wait,
1: wait, 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 I'm a quarantine. Wait, please don't, don't. You know. man. That, that so. would be about, oh you know what? speaking of gator season I uh, just got in two big rolls of Calcutta two hundred pound test line for you so okay if you would Ooh, like
2: so I am actually going to be uh, participating for the first time in gator season oh. this you year. and Bill you going
1: don't know that you and Bill going well How hopefully you know hopefully
2: you you could hopefully.
1: apply
2: there we go apply that's what I mean I'm, I'm actively going to try to participate this year. That's what I should say. <laughs> yes. Let me clarify. <laughs> oh, I was gonna say, what
1: do you know that we don't know? Because obviously Glenn's gonna be going beep beep, beep 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 beep. How in the world did you get in already?
0: Yeah, There's
2: no, you. that's yeah. what I meant. I meant I am actively going to try to gator hunt this year. Okay.
0: Uh, May 17th is the beginning of the application period. There we go. Okay.
1: So yeah, yeah get in line like the rest did of us. us. Where are you gonna
2: apply for? I am not hundred percent sure my buddy uh well you will oh. know him, Javon. Uh, he uh, he does you know, it. Almost, we know Javon yeah. who came in here? Yeah, he does it almost. I guess he does it almost every year. And uh, he was telling me how he does it, and so he are going to go and uh, hopefully go together if we end up going. So is whatever he decides. Is he, he the
0: Javon that was in um, one of the uh, lakes here in St. Pete that got in a confrontation? Uh,
1: he might have been. I know he fishes a lot. I the don't lakes know. In a
0: confrontation with I, the alligator. Magori, like Magori, did he? Uh, I don't think so. Uh,
1: no, that's one of Dean's favorite no, spots. No, that's you I've sure uh, I've,
2: I've dealt with Gators in there, but I've never had them come up to me. I've I've spooked them when they were in the middle of the slop, and I didn't see them. But no, that I, I haven't seen
0: okay. well, <laughs> such I didn't video. Know, I, you know, I know a lot of different things about a lot of different things, but I can't talk about everything. Oh, I <laughs> I have not heard I
2: have not heard of this. Vi- you know, is it a video?
0: No, no, it was. It, 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 Something he killed a big, realized? humongous alligator in like mcgory, and then uh, maybe his I'll first ask words were, how do I contact the news? And of course, in the middle of getting the alligator, he got in a confrontation with one of the landowners there, and they were unhappy that the alligator was being harvested, and Aww. it ensued into a lot of I don't yell law enforcement the- activity and everything else. Well, no,
1: let yeah. me ask you, I, I think I-, I might ask Glenn this question, or maybe it was you. How many tags were issued for last year for uh, Gators in Pinellas County? Wasn't it like four, four or five? Four, four. And out of that four, is it a county tag? So uh, if Dean gets like applies for Pinellas County, he could like pull one out of Lake Magory.
0: No, he cannot because after the situation that I discussed, uh, they specifically excluded Lake Magory from the permit.
1: Because huh. they're so abundant and available no, and make it easy? No, I because mean, of the
0: conflict. Um, you had so a lot what? of people. And currently, the way the alligator permit sits today, or as of last year, cities and municipalities are excluded from the alligator permit. Wow. Wow. So
1: you know what you'll have to be next to a ditch nope. by
0: Lake Maggiore. No, what you you have to turn around. Basically, it's like tarpon in uh, the unincorporated area. Oh yeah, sure. Huh.
1: I, I say you do the old uh, peg and rope uh, but, trick down there. In Lake but Magori, there is here.
0: talk they are going to look to remove that restriction. From being in the cities and municipalities. We'll get her done Mm.
1: while we're in break, okay? All right. We're going to take a fast one, you guys. Thanks for staying with us. you want to give us a call, 888-404-1010. That's 888-404-1010. We are the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by Brandon Ford and G5 Feeding Outdoor. Here we go. Welcome back, everybody. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors. Braden Bart. Hey! And Hello. Bill George back in the studio, and Erin uh, over there looking fetching with her hat pulled down low. She got that gangster ride going over there across the glass. <laughs> what does that hat say? What is it? Can we even say it on the radio? I don't even know what that some is. Some sort of Roxy or something. Oh, yeah. Something like, sort of, some sort of. It looks like. Um the uh, Home Depot logo, though. It, it, I thought it was a Home Depot hat when I first saw it. And then See, I my thought husband it, calls it the Home Depot hat. And then I thought it was Bill from... Uh, what's that kid's cartoon? My kids watch out. Oh, Gravity Falls. Oh, Looks like Bill Gravity from Gravity Falls. Yes. <laughs> so, that's what I thought uh, Before the break, we were talking a little bit of alligator stuff going on here. Uh, it's not too far away, and apparently... We know Bill George is going to put his name in the hat, and uh, Dean's going to get in there for the first time. Glenn will be putting his in. Bart, are you going to try this year? Or Might as well. Know? You know what? Here's what I say. It's kind of like uh, boats. When people ask me about boats, I go, I don't need a boat. I have friends with boats. So I don't need to go apply for an alligator permit because Bill George applies for alligator permit. So all I have to do is go get a trapper's license, and then I just go with Bill George. It costs me 50 bucks.
3: I mean I,
0: I mean, I could go that route, <laughs> I or, have gone that route. Or your brother gets one, and we take the boat of sure. you out.
1: Exactly. With the kids. That's right. And, uh, you know, I uh, pay the 50 bucks, and I'm, I'm on board the boat. Big deal. I'll throw a couple bucks in for gas. I don't, well, I don't, I don't care. Yeah, why not? Uh, speaking of alligators, uh, Captain Jim Pollard sent me uh, his uh, little adventures he had while he was out guiding a fishing trip this past week out by the big Meisner Bridge. Uh, nice little alligator. Hanging out there on the bottom of the flats. Oh, wow. And, uh, and beautiful. i tell you, the water looks great. I mean, it's clear. It looks beautiful. I mean, it, it's very Bahama-ish. Is,
0: is that St. Pete's side?
1: Yeah. it's uh, legal? I don't know. I don't know
0: what's... <laughs> <laughs> I don't, Start feeding them now. <laughs> he didn't
1: give me a determination on uh, how big an alligator was, but you know, looking at the pictures, I would say anywhere between four and maybe six. I would say yeah.
2: it looks... All right. So, I mean, it's
0: pretty, kind of thick. It looked like seaweed to me. <laughs> <laughs> Compared to what I've seen you take.
1: Uh, he's out there probably, uh, when people asked me, they were like, why do you think that alligator's out there? I said, the same reason bass do it, to go get all the leeches off of themselves. That, yeah. that. <laughs> get out there, get rid of some parasites. It well, like, makes uh, sense. They go
0: through the saltwater. They yeah, generally
1: sure.
3: don't stay in it for very long. Right. They, they mm. do move through it. Yeah, we've seen so. some big ones uh, floating around in the brackish water you know, in the back in the canals at St. Pete and mm-hmm. stuff like yeah. that. You know, oh, you yeah, don't well, realize how big and actually how big the population is in, in Pinellas County. It's insane.
1: Well that's what, what I'm mean? saying. I cannot believe that the county only gives out like four four entire uh, you know, alligator and, tags. And that this. goes
0: that goes a lot to where there's public access within the county in non-municipality areas you know hillsboro county used to only be at 1.4 tags and and some of us got on uh fwc and got that raised up and a lot of times you just have to have people who are working to to get those quotas increased yeah i mean proof of the you know the evidence of
3: this how many gators are here i mean you guys know this right they they don't don't know that
0: but what i did when i went to increase hillsborough county is i took three years worth of nuisance data harvest oh. uh, where they did it i put them a map on i put them a where all the public access is. where all this how many of those alligators were within areas in which i could legally hunt and then said this is ridiculous we need more and they they all went right. ahead and upped it a bit and now it's it's upped a little bit could it be higher probably yeah. you know
1: well but. it's one of those things where uh uh, as we talked about kind of during the break when the when the gentleman got the alligator out of Lake McGory and the people went nuts over it because to them it's a pet to them, it's oh, let's go look at let's go take the family to see Bill, uh, Big George, who lives down there by the dock. You I know? think
0: his name was George. Well, you know, <laughs> yeah.
1: you know, they, you know, they come down to visit from Michigan or Ohio or Rhode Island, and they're like, oh, well, you know, you got to come see our little pet alligator. What? What, what do you mean, you got a pet alligator? Watch! I throw a marshmallow. Look, he comes right up here. Come here, George. Come here, George. And, and so they get attached to this creature. And uh, when somebody removes it, then
3: all of a sudden they're heartbroken
1: because they don't get to show it off to somebody?
3: I, you know, I don't get that. Some sort of attachment to a wild animal. I mean, it's like almost like uh, how he, I notice how people are putting more and more and more human emotion into animals. You know, you see it on advertisement and everything else. How do you know they have human emotions? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Look, I, and I how especially, do you know they don't? I especially, well, hey,
1: there we go I mean there, there we go well and I especially love the uh, we we put up a story on our Facebook page if you uh, haven't seen it yet go and uh, read it I'll give you a little uh rundown on it but it was a, a study that was done uh, on coyotes and especially uh, exclusively urban coyotes living in urban environments and uh, the study they did it for two years so it's not like they just you know came up with uh, this out of their you know, Shorts yeah, decided out
3: one weekend to go look at some coyotes.
1: Yeah, and it said it right here, it said, uh, according to this one, this two-year study, uh, National Park Service completed it with uh, over 30,000 pieces of coyote scat that they went out there and collected and had fun doing, I'm sure, uh, said that uh, the coyote's appetite, 20% of their diet is made up of
3: cats. Feral cats.
1: Well, cats and uh, maybe feral, but also uh, ones that people put out for the evening, and then Fluffy never returns, so they don't know why. But it seems to them in this period that they took over uh, a period of two years that it literally seems to be their bread and butter go-to meal. You know, they kind of skulk around looking for for cats. And in one California neighborhood, residents reported uh, 40 cats being taken out in less than a six-month period. And one interesting discovery is that pet owners seem to unwittingly attract coyotes with their choice of landscaping. And it turns out that not only is a large part of it from uh, kitty cats, but also from ornamental fruit, including uh, fruit from palm trees, uh, small red berries called uh, pyrochata or something, and grapes, wild grapes. And all these trees uh, attract coyotes into the neighborhoods and cats and small dogs. And also, if you have a small garden in the back, what people don't realize is that coyotes are uh, predators of opportunity. So if you're growing strawberries or blueberries or uh, even tomatoes or anything else, they'll come and snack on it. Even watermelon. I mean, uh, they'll come and uh, take what they want, and then they'll leave and come back tomorrow.
0: You want to know what I have a problem with that from what I was listening to you? Why is the National Park Service studying urban coyotes? Hmm.
3: They got nothing. They've already picked up all the trash. What's
0: our money going to? We can't keep a park open. Can't keep park benches uh, together. We got dilapidated stuff going on here and there, and they're studying urban coyotes. Well, it is
2: California.
1: Yeah. Well, it's... uh, But it's still the feds. (laughs) They gotta it's spend true. that money on yeah. something, Bill, or they won't get any more next year. You know, you know how that works. Urban uh,
0: Coyotes National Park Service. Yeah, you know, that doesn't it,
2: make much sense It's I,
1: really I, funny uh, you know it's always that way. You know you never ask the people who actually do it. How many times have we said that on the show? Uh, if you want to know how many snapper are offshore, don't wait on the feds to do it. Go ask you all know, the guys coming back in from skin diving. You, you know, know mean, why? Seriously? they don't.
0: Because we got to keep the people out of the park, so we have to go investigate somewhere else. <laughs> is that what it
1: is? <laughs> <laughs> is that what it is? Well, I, we I, don't want I, to
0: disturb the wild animals. Personally, no. <laughs> I have to
2: say, if coyotes are mostly eating cats that are outside, I say bring more coyotes. And that's not that I hate cats, but people who let their cats out. You know the the, the amount which of, is against the, the law. By the is, way. Yes, but the amount of birds that just birds alone that cats kill each year. Oh, yeah. You know it's it's and it's absolutely incredible how people don't realize how detrimental letting your cat out is to you know the wildlife.
1: Well, not just uh, not just songbirds that everybody likes to uh, listen to, but also. Uh Squirrels, black racers, you know, things that keep rats uh, populations down and things like that. Of course, uh, the non-native species of the uh, Cuban anole lizard, I'm sure, is also well on the diet of most kitty cats that are out there, which I don't have a problem with. But uh, the thing that always gets me is there's always that one defender. There's always that one defender who uh, wants to get on your uh, Facebook page and, Say the immortal words it always seems to be the tried and true well, you moved into their territory, so uh you know live with where you are you know you moved in on them, they were there first, and that just shows a lack of education on the part of the individual and then when you try to calmly explain to them, no, that's not the case then they 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 call you a liar you say uh, even that when you because, present them with facts. You say
0: that because. The coyotes weren't here before us, yes. Or are you? Are they from here, or were they in California? Where was this individual who's commenting?
1: Uh, apparently here in St. Petersburg. Okay, so it's one of those people. It's like, uh, well, no, uh, well, you know, we, they were there here. They were there here first. So you know, you, you get what you get. It's like when the whole bear debate. You moved out into the bear's territory, da, 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 and then there's some semblance no. of truth to that. But also, uh, it doesn't help when you, uh, you know, go out there and actively feed them all the time and think of them as pets. Now, people are learning that hard lesson by, uh, you know, the amount of garbage and things that are strewn all over the place. Mm -hmm. You know, it's not fun anymore. And so I think the same thing's going to happen when alligators start snatching kids off the shores of... uh, you know lake megory and some other ones around here
0: well they all already turn around and are looking to reduce the the population of large alligators i mean last year you saw a whole bunch of additional countywide permits get issued and that was to help bring down the alligator population some
1: well let's just do that too and then uh we gotta start working on opening up for coyotes you can open. You can hunt a coyote. No, yeah, we'll put leg traps out in the front yard. That'll be awesome. <laughs> no, no,
0: no leg traps here in the state of Florida.
1: I right, a guillotine trap. It'll be cool. It'll you be can good. use
0: snares. I'll give you some snares.
1: All right. I want a guillotine trap.
0: I don't think they're illegal.
1: Oh, okay. All right. We're gonna take a break. It is the Big and Wild Outdoors, brought to you by G Five Feeding Outdoors and Brandon Ford. Stay with us.
3: Come back to the big and wild outdoors with your host, Brain Gun. Was that all right? Or no? Three no. week.
1: Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I figured I didn't see you ready, so I just jumped but on the opportunity. But if you want to listen to
0: it to reevaluate it, we'll put the podcast up. And Let's you can, do it. I'm, I'm not afraid. I'll listen to it all day. I'll make it my ringtone.
1: Oh, the place don't. <laughs> you should make it your alarm. Maybe then you would wake I up. I don't wake up to alarms.
3: I know. None of them work. I have, like, you want to see how many alarms I have set? No.
1: <laughs> so speaking like of uh, speaking of podcasts, Bill George, where can those podcasts be located?
0: They're on the bigandwild.com website, and uh, if you go to podcasts, you can get them there, or they're on iTunes, any place that you basically get podcasts from, iHeartRadio, whatever, there are links up all over the place to them. And they finally got updated. I got one week uh, that I'm missing from when I was out. Um, turkey season took a toll, but I have caught back up.
3: Or does that mean you took a toll on turkey season? <laughs>
0: well, we took I, we took a toll. I think we're officially up to thirty three out of our little group right Jeez. now. Um, so yeah, we took a toll on them, and uh, I don't get a lot of sleep uh, in the first like two weeks of turkey season. I drove like four thousand miles. Good.
3: Nice.
1: <laughs> Somebody had to make Burger King runs. <laughs> like, Bill George, you run another Burger King quick. Give me a couple of whoppers and uh, I'm back real quick. You're flying. I'm buying. Yeah, yeah
3: really. You know,
0: when you when you're traveling back and forth between home, camp, work, all the places you go out in the woods, you know, and uh, it, it gets it gets a little bit much for
3: me. Yeah, well, but I look at your face and you just absolutely love it. Oh
0: yeah, no, it, it, there's nothing better for me. Oh, you know, man, that's a, that's so a, you pretty soon
3: will. it'll be. PA turkey season
2: yeah, you get a you get a that's a decent amount right there I I at least saw a few this year yeah I, yeah I I went out I only actually was able to go out and hunt one time it was just there was a lot of stuff that ended up coming up and I had to go during uh, rich Sloan's uh, open you know uh, after quota stuff you know Hell yeah, yeah no, so no. but I uh They're we there. did we saw some birds me and my buddy and uh only one only one Tom and it ended up getting spooked and Flying above the treetops, soaring away, and you know it, we actually didn't even see it until it started flying. The well, hens—how
0: how far do you think it went?
2: A, wh- a ways. It, uh, so when what when is I, a ways? When 50 I fifty yards, two hundred no, yards. Uh, what? I honestly, the, the the basically, it flew almost at a ninety-degree angle, straight up. It was in these palmettos, and we were sitting there and the the hens. I don't know what the hens saw, but the hens freaked out. And then less than 30 seconds later, we hear You're flat, 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 flat. and flat. you don't
0: know what the hens
2: saw. But it, 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 we weren't. <laughs> no, what, what I'm saying is really they really weren't. The hens weren't even looking at us. That's oh, the they, crazy they thing. They
0: can see 180 eggs
1: see all the way around.
0: them. They,
2: they, they, they saw you gotta, him. Okay, <laughs> well, the hens freaked out. Uh, started running away and all of a sudden 30 seconds later we are and we it's hitting palm meadows and this tom literally flies straight up almost at a 90 degree angle gets There's to your the, shot gets to the treetops yeah. like above the pines and then just literally it's just flying over the pines like a, a you know just any other bird just flying over the treetops would and it just went and i it didn't start going down the last thing i saw was it staying at that same angle just so it so how
0: far do you think you could see
2: um, 200
1: yards, 300 yards More
2: than that, probably He the, the, went that it whole went, way? It went way more than that He didn't
1: get far I, for them I, chicks, I, man I'm telling yeah, you I, He was waiting no, on no, them
2: The, the, the hens weren't, didn't fly away the I know, that's what I'm saying off. He that, flew ahead
1: he, and he waited He's going to wait for them chicks to show up He's going to make a few calls And they're going to go You should have followed the hens
0: What time was that? Uh, this was at 10.06 Okay, so 10.06 So you turn around You go right then you go in the direction that he flew, you go about four hundred yards, three, four hundred yards, you sit down and you wait about a half an hour. And then once he's everything settles down, he's gonna settle down, he's flying over there, yep. he's gonna be settling down, and then what's he gonna do? He's gonna go back to being a turkey, he's and gonna he's wait gonna for the girl. Yep. And you could have gone over there just taking your candy bar, ate, take thirty. <laughs> 45 minutes, just don't do anything but sit there and then just start doing a little light calling, you probably had a decent chance. You separated the tom from the hens.
1: Yeah, rookie.
2: That I exactly the rookie mistake I did I had no idea I, this is my only my second turkey season so you I know, will I will put that in mind for next time
1: you know HS Strut sells a nice little package with a DVD in it and you can actually get a little <laughs> bit of an education
2: in it. see I'm a little hard headed I like uh, learning from experience rather than listening well, to people and, you'd be
1: surprised how much uh, you know listening to something like that or having a professional listen and watch and and talk to them because they'll all Give you pointers. They'd love to talk turkeys. Well, is this all Eastern
2: turkeys? Because everything I hear is that osceolas are just like you basically throw away the book when it comes to no, osceolas because they don't. They're
0: still a turkey. Yeah, they're mm. still turkey.
1: I mean, they but, can be sneaky and a lot of times they don't make a lot of noise like some other turkeys, but if you're doing your part right, it doesn't matter yeah. if they come in but silently. We weren't calling attention. either.
2: We were just sitting in a path that we kept on getting pictures of them on the camera, and we were hoping that they would come across us, and we were trying to be as quiet as possible. <laughs> so you're
1: just going to wait until turkeys yeah. walk by. It
0: worked,
2: but it, should, to, yeah.
0: it didn't work.
1: And then, How what? many
0: dead turkeys do you have?
1: Uh, Z-E-R-O. <laughs> <laughs> Zing. Now, don't tell me. Uh, uh,
0: you can't kill a turkey You know, by sitting there and waiting. I, I've done it more than one time in my life. By accident. Um, well, no, I I knew where they were going to be. It's just it's one of them things. But you could, and you probably could still go out there and kill that turkey.
1: You got till tomorrow.
0: No, you you well you tomorrow, what one p.m. for public yeah, land. No,
2: I'm not going out tomorrow. I got stuff to do.
0: Oh, you oh, go man. out today we'll go we'll run right after we get off of the radio uh, we'll run out there i probably I have will. some
2: family stuff i'm actually see he's I looking for I what would 37
0: do.
3: for now 38? <laughs> i
2: was trying but
0: i will tell you one of the biggest congregation of turkey killers is in our camp in green swamp each year we we hunt all over the place we hunt richland green swamp um you know some private land around the swamp there and uh we have some really, really good turkey killers that come through our camp, and we had a thousand square foot under on and We had stoves, grills, deep fryers, kitchen sinks, hot and cold running water. Shower. Well, <laughs> sounds <laughs> more like a vacation. Rather it, than was. Yeah, it was. That it was, was awesome. Just, we had some people come in to, to shoot a video um, and do some storytelling. And uh, they're like, man, we go out on some elk hunts, of professional people guiding, and they don't have anything like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I do have to
2: say that, you know, this is the second year I've hunted the same exact spot. And we I was lucky enough when I was doing scouting last year to find this group of birds and I seriously doubt more than... I, I think it's probably one of the least hunted areas in Richloam just because of where it, I'm not going to
0: obviously say where it is. Is it but on the east side or the west side? It is it's on, over there. Don't say anything, the, Dean. Don't uh, tell him. You know, you off don't don't air. Tell, off just, air. You're talking <laughs> to the guy. East or west. That's, it's, that's it's the thousands west. of acres on either it's side. The it's the Your west. It doesn't matter. Your butt side. will narrow it
2: down. Yeah. Just <laughs> leave him alone. It's on the west side. But uh, all I uh, say is uh, a lot of people that I hear, they go to the power lines and they hunt the, you know, that that's where they tend to go. But, um, I, d- I found these birds, and me and my buddy have gone. This is the, the second so, year that we've gone, and each time we've gotten a little closer to figuring out these birds. So hopefully next year will be the I'll actually get one. But uh, yeah,
0: the power lines are on the east side.
2: Yeah, I'm talking. I say. Shh.
1: Quit narrowing it down, man! Oh. Are you not? You're being played. Oh my oh, God! Somebody man. get a net!
3: You've get never been net. interrogated by police. No, have you? I, I'm a
2: good old boy. Are you kidding me? Get the net. Put him
1: in the live well, I'm trying man. Trying to save him with
2: the music. I know. I, music. I, got, I
0: got a day and a half. Where are this? All
1: right, that's the end of hour number one. Hour number two is coming right up. Don't go anywhere. If you want to give us a call and rag on Dean a little bit more, it's okay. 888-404-1010. It's triple eight four zero four ten ten. Stay with us. We're brought to you by G5 Feed and Outdoors and Brandon Ford.